I don't know I what the logic is there, but go with yeah, it. There wasn't a lot of thought put into child rearing coming out of that household, trust me. And my mother thought she was an expert because she read a book by this guy, Chaim Gannat. I don't even think this dude was a doctor. Chaim Gannat was some child care expert. And she'd say, I read Chaim Gannat. And I was like, and he said, oh, yell at your kids. Uh, no, she, 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 ne- she, she was afraid to tell my father that's inappropriate. She would say, what's wrong with you two? There was something wrong with me. Oh, is words, that what Chaim Gannat said you should do? Blame no, both she people? Threw, <laughs> if that's what he did, that's why I said this guy Chaim Gannat ought to be in prison. Because if this is what he's recommending, I don't think she was following Chaim Gannat. Or anyone. Chaim. That's another one. You look at your child and you go, oh, he's a Chaim. No, Chaim. <laughs> yeah, Chaim. <laughs> and then she'd read Dr. Spock, too. Uh, not the Star Trek guy. She she wasn't a fan of his, but she no, he was Mister Spock. The Doctor yeah. Spock was somebody else. Doctor Spock was the child expert. She was very proud of that. I read Doctor Spock. I did the best I could. She's always yelling. Always crying. <laughs> I did the she best be I could. Great, she would be a great sitcom character. Oh my mother! My mother thought she was dying over the vacation, so she calls oh. me up because. My son, my son. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying. The problem is I live too long. But she's upset about dying. I don't understand. See, again, logic. Please give me some logic. (laughs) I I was like, can you call my sister? Not bother me. (laughs) (laughs) She was fine. Your mother's the opposite of Betty White. I'm reading yeah. Betty White's obituaries, and they're talking about how she just lived to be happy. And she wouldn't even let people tell her sad stories. She was like, oh, get yeah. over it. You know, let's come on and let's have some fun. Mm, that's not my mom. I wish I was <laughs> Howard White, the son of Betty White. <laughs> now, my mother's doom and gloom. It's horrible. It's so doom and gloom. Oh, my God. What did I do it? When is this epidemic going to be over? What <laughs> like are they she's going doing? somewhere. Where's she going? <laughs> my mom What's was no. stopping her from doing? My mom was no Betty White. But, <laughs> uh, speaking of Betty White, I can say a few words about Betty White because I like Betty White. I'll tell you what. I mean, like the rest of the world, Betty White was an actress since she was, uh, she died. She was 99 years old. And people think it's funny for some reason that like People Magazine had a cover issue ready to go. Betty White at 100, and then, you know, obviously she didn't make it to 100. She was just about there. For some reason, everyone thinks it's funny. Like, they were like, this is funny. I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was, like, crazy that everybody (laughs) was celebrating before she reached 100, you know? Like, everybody was lining up their interviews and talking about her for the last two weeks like it was a foregone conclusion that she'd make it. Yeah. And now she she didn't. When someone's 99... You don't celebrate that 100th birthday till they actually hit that day. That's right. It, they step over the line, the finish line. Yeah, every day's a miracle. <laughs> 99 years old. But, you know, the thing with her, for those, for those young kids. For you youngsters out there. For you young, you young guys and gals out there. <laughs> um, like, she was really not that famous until she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show. And she played... 
a part on there. She wasn't a regular. She would come on every once in a while. She played Sue Ann Nevins. And Sue Ann Nevins was a horny older woman who wanted to fuck uh, Lou Grant's brains out. The boss on the show. And yeah, she was I like a Martha Stewart type. She was like yeah. the expert in how to, you know, cook and do the turkey and all that yeah. stuff. And that made her famous because she was really funny on it. I remember thinking she's great, but um, I don't remember. Did she fuck Lou Grant or was like that never, this was an unrequited love? I don't think that love. ever happened. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's why Lou went to that newspaper <laughs> to get rid of her. Yeah. She was constantly in heat over Lou Grant, who who looked like a an elephant. <laughs> for some reason, she was hot for him, which was unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, then she was on that show, and then she was on the Golden Girls, which was a big show, too. So she followed up the Mary Tyler Moore show with the Golden Girls. She had a pretty good run, you know what I mean? But she did start uh, acting like when she was uh, eight years old, I read, and... She was on the radio, like the, back in the day, radio used to be, they had radio plays and she played, I can even have a clip of it. This is Betty White at 10, eight years old, eight years old wow. on the radio, you know, being, uh, being Betty White. How long have you been in the hospital, Anne? All my life. What? All your life in a hospital? Where are your parents? They're dead. They were both killed when I was hurt a long time ago, when I was only two years old. And how old are you now? Ten. Ten. She sounds like Betty White trying to imitate being a little girl. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, you know, she had one of those careers like Regis where you have to wait a long time before you get really famous. And it kind but of she sucked. always worked because I yeah. also saw that she was on television at the very beginning of television. They, yeah. you know, when they were beginning to launch all this stuff, they had to do these little promo kind of things to show people how television worked. And she was part of that. Yeah, I can give you some clips, actually. She started to audition for movie and television parts as she got older. Casting directors told her she wasn't photogenic. That's like a nice way of saying you're not that good looking. You're ugly. Some, you're ugly. <laughs> you're ugly. You can't be on television. Uh, so she turned back to radio. In her 20s, she got a big break. Some disc jockey, Al Jarvis, started a TV show called Hollywood on Television, and he had Betty co-host, and they treated it like a radio show. They did skits, live reads, ad-lib for most of the five-hour daily show, and they even had a guy do Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions and um, um, uh, Dr. Now impressions. <laughs> She became the first woman to host a daytime talk show when she took over hosting. After Jarvis left in 1952, got her own talk show in the 50s. She would even sing songs on the talk show. Here she is singing It's a Good Day. I never knew she sang. It's a good day for singing a song and it's a good day. I think Steve, Steve Perry might want to cover this. It's a good day. Betty could do a little that. bit of everything, I guess. It's like one of those songs my mom used to sing around the house. They had the, the worst music my parents' generation. Just horrible. You had to listen to this shit and act like you liked it. I mean, <laughs> no, they horrible. did like it because there was nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good day. I know all those old songs. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, do. 
I'm half crazy <laughs> over the love of you. It won't be a stylish marriage. I can't afford a carriage. But you'll look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for two. <laughs> hey, it's a good day. Who is writing this shit? Thank God the Beatles came along and blew well, up. Well, you know, it was right after the war. Mm. And so they probably didn't want to sing about anything. You know, so just just a good, good day. Good day. And bicycle bill for two. Mm. <laughs> Let's just think of happy thoughts. Happy, happy. Here's a little fact. This was Ronnie's prom song. They, they danced to it at the prom. <laughs> hey, now. It's a good day. <laughs> and the Golden Girls, I told you, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, I went into the archives. Betty White, Betty, Betty White, Betty White became such a big part of popular culture. She was even an answer in one of our old Stern Act bits. Did you know that? I did not know. Yeah. Here I am with that incredible Stern Act material. Betty White. Betty White. Betty, Betty White. White. Betty White. Yes, what? oh great one. Oh, no. <laughs> what did the African American say before the new pope was announced? Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Little that famous racial humor. <laughs> uh, here's another bit we did. You know when we used to send correspondence to the press room to ask questions? Sure. Uh, the question was, did you go through menopause with the other Golden Girls? And she was quick on her feet. I never went through it. I, I had a chance to go through it, and I turned it down. That's, that's a good line. Yeah, but you couldn't throw her, you know. She no. Was, she was great. Um, Betty White, of course, everyone's been making a lot out of the fact that she was the oldest host of Saturday Night Live. It actually um, was one of these things on Facebook. People started a campaign to get Betty White to host Saturday Night Live, and, and it worked. And she hosted, and she was quite good, which doesn't surprise me. And uh, here's uh, some of her monologue. When I first heard about the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, she worked right up until the end. Well, into her 90s. Here she is at the comedy roast of William Shatner. And she got in a good joke about our friend George Takei. Here you go. I've been a huge Trekkie ever since the show first aired. And that's why I'm so thrilled to see Nichelle and George Takei here tonight. Because, let's face it, we all know Shatner's nuts. <laughs> but George has actually tasted them. <laughs> there you go. She was good, man. I, I like Betty White. Good energy. Um, and a, a big animal rights person. Served on the board of the Los Angeles Zoo for 50 years. And she joined the zoo to improve the bad conditions there in the 1960s. Rest in peace, Betty White. 99. Yeah. she got. I wonder how old she was when she did the Mary Tyler Moore show. Because she must have been in her 50s, I bet. 
I would maybe. say no. That was the seventies, right? So maybe she was in her forties. Yeah, I don't know, but she looked old. You know what I mean? She was right. One of those she people. always had like, and and she did a ton of game shows. You know, like there was this whole era that you knew Betty White just from game shows. Right. Oh, she was fifty-one when she did the Mary Tyler Moore show. So there you go. Okay. And um, yeah, she the, the the crazy thing was I was a big fan of game shows when I was a kid, and I'd watch that and. She had three marriages. Her third marriage was to this guy, Alan Ludden, who was the host of the game show Password. And she was always on. And I was fascinated by that as a kid, that they yeah. were married and that she was on the show. And I was like, they fuck. Like, I, everything to me was like, oh, those two fuck. <laughs> and Alan Ludden was like, uh, they look like they fucked. You know what I mean? They look like two people who should fuck each other. Like, he wasn't that great looking, you know, and she was, you know, she Betty was, White. He was all right, and she was yeah, all you right. Know. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you look at me and Beth, and you go, he's fucking her? But with those two, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, he should be fucking her. And uh, she really, I got the feeling, you know, you never know what goes on behind closed doors, but I got the feeling she really loved Alan Ludden from Password. I think... I think that was a real love affair. Yeah, I but they, he died a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, he left and her she like never remarried. I don't know if no. he ever had any other lovers or whatever, but she did. He never heard about I, anything. I know a guy who made love to her. Who uh, really? after Alan Ludden died? Yeah, almost <laughs> three days after Alan Ludden died, she, he banged her. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what happened after that. I thought that was uh, odd that nobody followed Alan. You know, she'd had two other marriages before him, but nobody could follow him. I'm hoping uh, Beth is taking a lesson from Betty White. When I pass, <laughs> there's never a guy. I like that loyalty. See, that's why I like Betty White. Now I realize it. I like Betty White because she never fucked another guy probably uh, once Alan Ludden died. <laughs> she was married to Alan Ludden from 1963 to 1981. And uh, they never had kids or anything. But after right. that, she closed shop. That's it. No one's fucking me. And, and, I, and like I was reading that she thinks... That she's going to join him. Oh, well, there, there's a fairy tale. <laughs> no, what, what's going to happen is she's going to join her other two husbands, not Alan. <laughs> well, this is what I'm wondering. Like, how do you, like, if you died and you had other husbands, do you meet up with the exes if the other husband is still living? What goes on? By the way, um, you know who fucked her? I think Pete Davidson tried to fuck her a couple of times. <laughs> you know, he fucks all the female. <laughs> he does. He doesn't care. He'll fuck you. I actually watched uh, Pete Davidson and Miley Cyrus a little bit on NBC. They had a New Year's Eve special. And Miley knows how to bring it. She, you know, she belts out a tune. She wears the miniskirt. Her top even fell off at some point. Oh, my. Like, well, yeah. that's going the extra mile. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's my titty. <laughs> you know, I mean... And uh, you could tell Pete was wearing a short sleeve shirt, and I could see he was getting rid of his tattoos. Like, they were almost fake. Like, that's a weird oh, look. Oh, he's like, trying to get rid of all of them? Yeah, he's taking them all off. And it's funny, when you're in the middle wow. of that process, it looks like somebody spilled milk on your arm. Because it's like the tattoo's sort of there, but it's not there anymore. Right, it's almost like, like there was a bunch of mistakes made. <laughs> he's got to be going through excruciating pain, because that, that's a very painful process. Is I mean, it? He's, he's, like, covered in tattoos. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine it's easy to get whole sleeves off and back oh. and everything, you know, neck. <laughs> yeah, he he looks like he's got the sleeves, the shirt, the pants, <laughs> you know, the whole thing. When he gets neck. undressed, he's still fully dressed. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I think he had enough of that shit. He probably did it, and he was like, yeah, oh, this looks like shit. 
Yeah, this is when I was a little bit off. I wasn't thinking straight, you know, and now I don't want to look at it anymore. He's probably like, yeah, I didn't know I'd be fucking Ariana Grande and uh, Kim Kardashian. (laughs) I'd have to show other people this crap. That, uh, yeah. Ariana Grande. Right, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. (laughs) That's right. Fucking Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Yeah. You know what I was obsessing on over her? By the way, don't ask me anymore, like, what I watch on TV. That's, like, that's everyone's, hey, what are you watching on TV? I'm like, I don't know. First of all, my list is embarrassing. I'm not all that confident in my list of shows that I watch. You know what I mean? Listen, I'm loving the new Sex in the City. Now, you know, Ross Zapin asked me, hey, what are you watching? He's waiting to hear, you know. Well, I just finished the Jet Game. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Squid Game. The new Sex in the City. And he's like, oh, okay. Sorry I asked. (laughs) You know, everyone with their shows, they're streaming and like, I, I watched the new Lost in Space. I like that, that. I like it too, but that Dr. Smith is so annoying. Like she can't make up her mind if she's bad or good. good and she's always bad, undermining. Different. The whole fucking show, they're trying to find Alpha Centauri and uh, this Dr. Smith does everything to fuck it up. And, but, you know, enough with her. They should have like, they should have like pushed her off the fucking spaceship that's what i would have done with her well somehow yeah i mean but she didn't you know just uh finds a way to stow away on the ship you know it's just you can't get rid of her when i'm watching the new sex in the city that sarah jessica parker she's got something on me because i I, i'm loving it and i i like it i like uh i won't give any spoilers but the whole storyline with mr big and and a lot of uh a lot of updated stuff, like people who are they instead of well, he yeah, or she. the whole pronoun thing and the new yeah. way you have to deal with race and all kinds of things are coming up in the show. I could just imagine if I told my father I was a they. I they. Thank God I wasn't into any of that. You know, like I wasn't born gay. Yeah, or... my, uh, Dad, I really don't feel like a boy. Yeah, oh, I feel like what? a girl. You don't feel <laughs> like a boy. You, what, what are you saying? You are a boy. No, I just don't feel like one. I feel more ambiguous. What? He says he's not a boy. He's gender confused. You're you're an it. (laughs) I'm not an it. I'm a they. You'll call me they. I I, would have been a disaster. Thank God I didn't have to go. I mean, that's... They. There's not two of you. There's one. (laughs) That's what they say they. Can you imagine? Oh, it's crazy. For Cockta, they. He's a boy. I have a penis. You have a penis. I know, but there's something inside of me that tells me I'm a they. It's inside of you. You should get it out. That's right. I read Chaim Ganach. He didn't say anything about that. <laughs> You're supposed to. Cockta neither. <laughs> You're supposed to accept me for what I am. Oh, uh, yeah? Well, you and they are both morons. <laughs> Thank you. I don't care how many people you are. You're both morons. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Just call me they. It's knock it off. Knock it off. And 
Neither one of you have a good voice for radio. You're crazy. Don't waste my money going to Boston University for radio. Neither one of you, they's, are in theater or have practiced proper enunciation. Now, now you're a they? What are there, two of you? There's one of him, but there's, he's they. Yes, dumb and dumber. <laughs> two of you schmoes. <laughs> well, one of you should do summer stock if you want to be in radio. <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, God. Thank God I, you know. I didn't have You didn't have issue. any gender confusion, yes. No. I don't even understand the whole they thing, but I support it. I don't care. If you want to be they, be Why they. Why should you understand it? If you understood it, you might be it. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to understand it. <laughs> you want to be that? That's fine. You are they. Howard says he's they. Yeah, that's my pronoun now, they. Well, I hate both of you. <laughs> Stop it, you two. I hate they and you. <laughs> yeah, whoever you are. I hate whoever you are. <laughs> Would have been a disaster. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That, both, that wouldn't have gone over in very many homes when we no. were young. You both suck. I watch <laughs> I Am Jazz religiously, although it's getting horribly boring. And I wish Jazz would lose some weight because I like I, I liked it better when she was thin, but the parents now are so accepting of everything. Jazz is like, yeah, I'm, I'm a girl. Okay. And then the son wants to date uh, transgender uh, women. They go, fine. He goes, I'm not gay, but I want to be with transgender women. Go, they go, fine. We don't think you're gay. It's fine. We're going to try to say yes to as many things as we can. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can't stump us. We are going to say yes no matter what. Yeah. Whatever you're into, we're up for it. You want to <laughs> sit home and not go to college? That's fine. Who cares? Everything's cool. I watched this show. I am jazz. This girl, she's transsexual, but she got into Harvard and she fucking didn't go. Oh, does that drive me crazy? If I tell you how that drives me crazy, Harvard is the ticket to a golden life. You get into that, man. You got that Harvard degree. Forget about it. I mean, I wish I had the fucking brain power to get myself into Harvard. I can't imagine... And, well, you know, it's not only about uh, going to Harvard. It's who you meet I mean at that. Harvard. Yeah, who, you, who your friends are and you have the intellectual capacity. I mean But that. you just, you are connected. You're now yes. plugged in to everything. And you automatically get a job. Look at all these guys who wrote for Letterman. They graduate uh, Harvard. I know one guy wanted to be an engineer. Letterman said, no, you're going to be a comedy writer. That's it. <laughs> From Harvard, you can do anything. You can do anything. But you're it just, doesn't matter. You're just networked, like all yeah. of those guys. You know, once I remember John um, Stewart talking about it, it was just automatic that you, you know, you went to the Lampoon guys. Right. You know, the Harvard Lampoon. You just go, who wrote for that? Have them come in and do an interview. I try to get Harvard guys to write for this show. They, they won't even look at it. I got a guy <laughs> from Full Sail University. <laughs> the Full Sail people are yeah. open to you. <laughs> yeah, you get a if uh, you graduate full, so you get a, a ticket right into our <laughs> organization. This is where you get recruited. Mm. What's the matter? Right? We can't get a Harvard writer. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I, I was watching um, Sex in the City. I watched um, 
Oh, that horrible movie on Netflix, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Why they had to make Jennifer Lawrence Oh, I Lawrence haven't ugly. seen that one yet. I just saw Don't the bother. preview for that. Horrible. Horrible. Really? Because it's a great cast. Meryl Streep? Oh yeah, and, uh, and and Jonah and... Uh, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. And they, Leo. They made her look ugly. Why would you do that? Because she's a scientist? You mean there can't be a good-looking scientist? I guess Today, there are good-looking scientists. It's are there? not the way it used to be. <laughs> According to this movie, it doesn't, they had to take Jennifer Lawrence and put an ugly wig on her. But, uh, oh, it's such an annoying movie. But oh. I'm trying to watch it because it has a good cast, but uh, Beth will only let me watch it in 10-minute increments. She can only take That's it for 10 minutes. That's all she can take? That's it. She goes, <laughs> we put it on last night. It was 10 minutes in. She goes, oh. <laughs> okay, you want me to turn it off? She goes, yeah, we will continue watching it, but let's just watch it for 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> it's a 10-minute movie. You can yeah, take it 10 goes, minutes at a time. Yeah, she goes, I, I just want to see if the earth blows up. I go, yeah, maybe I should just fast forward. By the way, did you watch the new uh, Matrix uh, Resurrection? I'm having a hard time with that one, too. It's enough with the Matrix. I think it's over. I don't even remember. I, know. I don't know why they keep making another one. There's going to be, like you said, there's going to be over, another um, why lethal does, um, weapon. There were why enough did, lethal weapons. There were enough Matrixes. Why Why does um, Keanu Reeves not remember being in the Matrix? I don't even know what that is. Like, How come he keeps forgetting? He got replugged in, so he oh. they constructed a life based on his experiences. So it looked like he was, you know, dreaming the whole time. He oh. thought he was in the Matrix, and he made, and then that became his job. It was now a game, and he was the creator of the game. Oh, because now it's like, oh, can we're going through the same thing? They got to. <laughs> he's learning that he's in the Matrix. I'm like, okay, I get it. But thank God the new Bachelor season starts tonight, so I'm not oh, happy God. with The Bachelor. I'm not that interested in this guy, but I'm sure it'll be good. That, that who show is The never Bachelor? I don't even know. He's that big, goofy guy who looks like he's all jacked up. He's like, a, no girl wants him. They're all just <laughs> trying to be actresses. There's no girl who legitimately wants to marry this doofus. I mean, give me a break. It's getting ridiculous. It's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. I just know this guy. He's goofy. It's getting to be goddamn ridiculous. He doesn't even look like he can fuck. He's no Tom Brady. How about Tom Brady and the Jets? Oh, my God. That You know, this has been like the greatest season because I finally gave in and said, I'm just going to watch Tom Brady. Right. And whatever Tom Brady's doing, that's what I'm watching. So yesterday I finally get to the, the TV set and turn it on. And I'm looking at the Giants game and they have a crawl underneath and it shows the Jets score and they're playing Tampa Bay. Right. And they were up, what was it, 24-10. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm seeing things. I switch right. over to Fox to see what's going on. That really is the score. 24 Jets, 10 Tampa Bay. I know. And you're like... The Jets suck. How could they be winning against Tampa Bay? And not only that, could they possibly pull this off? It's the third quarter. I think there was six minutes left in the third quarter. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And And they they lose. Still managed to lose. (laughs) Were you heartbroken? Gary, were you heartbroken? It was worse than what Robin's saying. I have to tell you, it was way worse than that. 
So the Jets were up um, four points with about two minutes left, and they were on the one-yard line trying to score. They couldn't score, so it's fourth down, so now they can kick a field goal. They'd be up by a touchdown with two minutes left. Now, the Jets have nothing to lose this season, so they decided to try to go in because if they get a touchdown, game's over, and I kind of get that, but it was the shittiest play call in the world. So now it's two minutes left. Brady's on the one-yard line. The guy has to go 99 yards. He's got no timeouts. It's right. like, it's he like, can't you know, even stop the clock. They should have just tied one hand behind his back. I mean, it was ridiculous. And yet somehow they managed to let him score a touchdown with 16 seconds left. He threw a 50-yard pass. You know, the Jets defender you know, fell down, whatever. That's game. Let over. me ask you something. Really, what is going on with the Jets? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, okay. So I do have to tell you this. I know this is hard to believe, right? But aside from the fact that they lost yesterday, because the season's over, they actually looked much better yesterday than they have. The last couple of weeks, they've been improving. So I'm not going to hate them. And again, I don't the play call. Like, fuck it. They have nothing to lose. Let's fuck with Tampa Bay. Let's see if we can put them away. Let's fuck with their season. But uh, it was just a shitty, it was a shitty play call. But I do see improvement in the quarterback a lot. Wilson looks a lot better. He had no interceptions the last two games. His passes look better. So it gives you a little bit like the Giants are going, they're going the no. other way fast. Yeah. I mean, they are just going backwards fast. Jesus. Well, you Imagine. know, I was going to say that this was an encouraging game for the Jets. Even though they lost, uh, there were moments that they played a, really well. Their yes, defense it's an, played really sorry. well. Sorry, Robin, I have to disagree. It's an embarrassment to New York. They're an embarrassment <laughs> to the country. Uh, they should really disband that team. I mean, they, this is New York you're talking about. It's uh, the Big Apple, number one. Come on, stop it. They, they, these guys, really, it's an embarrassment. Whoever's running that organization, really, uh, they should they they should have to walk through the streets naked while we ring bells and yell shame. Well, it's I mean, Woody it. Johnson, uh, the owner of Johnson & Johnson. So maybe he's yeah, spending We should make him show his Johnson. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, the Johnson Johnson vaccine, I'm all for that. But not for the stick to the vaccine, not even the football. <laughs> Just concentrate on that. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, Tom Brady, I, did you see the picture Giselle put out? Um, yeah. Talk about Tom Brady. Boy, oh boy, that girl's hot. She, um, she's like jumping into a pool or something. What a bod. Boy, she kept it together, and she had a couple of kids. Kept it together? That's her. She was born that way. Everybody in her no, family looks that stop way. It. <laughs> stop it. You, you, Go you still look got at her me- mother. Go look at her sister. How many times have you seen people lose that beautiful and, body? Uh, the, the point is that those genes are strong because everybody sort of got that body. It's just like looking no. at Cher and Cher's stop mother. It. Cher's mother must be 100 if Cher's as old as she is, and she still looks pretty good. I was watching a video of Giselle rescuing a turtle on the beach because she's in her bathing suit. And, you know, Beth says to me, I'm in love with Giselle because look at what she's doing. You know, Beth's into animal rescue. She's rescued many things on the beach. She goes, just watch this heart. She goes, you're going to love her. I'm looking at it like, hmm. Yeah, you don't could... care about the turtle. <laughs> no, no. I'm like, hmm, maybe I could beat off to this. You know, <laughs> I've never beaten off to a woman and a turtle before, but why not? You only go around once. I was like, will the turtle get in my way 
of my fantasy. Maybe or, it'll slow uh, you down. You know, maybe it'll make you last longer. Well, when I'm jerking off, I don't really want to be slowed down, Robin. I want to get in and out real quick. I see. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to soil myself fast and get out. <laughs> but I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah, this is a great video, hon. I got to tell you. What a dude, great you're woman right. she is. Yes. Mm, she's lovely. Very lovely. Yeah. It was pretty cool because, you know, people are such shits. They, um, you know, they release balloons. The balloons end up in the ocean. This was like some wire and shit was all wrapped around the turtle. Giselle went in there like a fucking doctor and starts, on, you know, unwrapping the <laughs> wire. The and, and then she carried the turtle over and dumped him in the water. It was fucking unbelievable. She's strong wow. and very, very lithe. <laughs> I bet you Brady really gives it to her heart after the game. Oh, no. He looked tired to me. <laughs> Did he? No, well, he won. That, that man won. Um, that yeah, took but, a lot uh, out of him. Yeah, Sex in the City, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. That's the type of movie they never would have made if there was real movies now. Now it's just all Netflix and people are, you know, so people are like, well, that's they not put too much They can put anything effort. on. Yeah. yeah. You can put yeah. sort of anything on and people will try to watch it. Yeah. Did you watch the new James Bond film? Where can I see that? Uh, you can now rent it on streaming. Nah, I'm going to wait to see it for free. I'm not paying oh, for that. Sorry. You can made pay all that money for your system and not rent the James Bond movie for 19 bucks. I paid so much <laughs> money for this system, I don't have 19 bucks <laughs> to buy that. Uh, John, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, uh, you, James Bond is. You don't have to buy it anymore. You can get it for five dollars. But the movie. Uh, How is that not buying it? We have five dollars. Isn't money? You rent it. <laughs> well, you, oh, rent you rent it. it. No, I want it for it's free, like on one of those streaming services that I pay for every month. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's. Uh, um, uh, uh, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Don't Look Up. It's. Uh, it's not the greatest movie. Sometimes it seems like it's thrown together, but it's yeah. the subtext of the movie. Howard, just I get it. Waiting to see how many times blows up. Come on, how many times? I mean, point of the movie. In the, no, John. In the first ten minutes of the movie, we get it. All right, the president's like Trump. No one's paying attention to science. We get it. How how many times can we get that? It's 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 a, it's a, twenty minutes at best. Stop it. it Can't do it, a whole movie at the, the same point. The, the whole movie is like they're, they're like hidden, constant reminders of what is going uh, on. Okay. The, the writing sure. of the writing of it. And uh, are you kidding me? You I get the subtext. I don't need it. Bad. Two hours and fifteen minutes of subtext. Get out of here! You're a maniac. <laughs> what a loser! You never call my show again. Yeah. Oh, dare you? Oh my God! Don't tell me that's a good movie. Nobody thinks that's a good movie. There's no one on the planet that thinks that's a good movie. It's not good. How dare you? I mean, really, how dare you? How dare hmm. you? All right, let me see. So what was I talking about, Oprah? Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I'll do the Oprah audio book because we put a lot of work into that. It's pretty funny to hear imaginary <laughs> Oprah things. But I watch her on Instagram. I go nuts. I go like, man. Every night at Oprah's house is a different chef brought in for the holidays. 
She never explains who all the people are at her house who she's serving these elaborate dinner parties. I don't know if, I guess she has them all tested. You know, she claims they do. No one's wearing a mask. They're all in her house. And Gail King's always there. Apparently, I, I don't know how Gail King does her TV show in the morning. I mean, she's at Oprah's it's house funny, for every one of these You things. should say that because I noticed that Gail King was not there for oh. the entire holiday season. She's I, at Oprah. She must have her work schedule around Oprah's schedule. Because she is everywhere Oprah is at the appropriate time. I mean, Gail's doing really well now. Does she really have to be that far up Oprah's ass? Yeah. Keep everything going. I mean, wow. She She must must really enjoy her. But Oprah's got this gorgeous house, and she doesn't mind showing it to you. Like, I keep my shit secret. I'm kind of ashamed. You know what I mean? Like, why I don't are you ashamed of what you do and what you have? Because I don't. I want mean, anyone you do jealous. it and have it. That's like no. you know, the people who should be ashamed aren't, and the people who are ashamed shouldn't be. You know, no. serial killers and uh, child molesters and so forth. You know, are always flaunting their wealth. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, Jeffrey I'm like Epstein with his planes and his yeah. this and his that. He wasn't ashamed. Does Gail? King have like a key to Oprah's house or does she have to be let in? Uh, I mean, it seems like she almost lives there. It and then- seems to me because I know I just the other thing I saw over the vacation was one of her kids got married oh. and they got married at Oprah's house. Yeah, everything's with oh, so everything's, Oprah everything's centric. at Oprah's house. <laughs> yeah, everything's Oprah centric, and it's like they they and again with this Weight Watchers. I know Oprah's ahead of Weight Watchers, and she does the TV commercial, but it's fucking crazy. So she's there with some chef that you brought in from Haiti, and they're having Haiti a special night, and uh, she interviews the chef, and then and then uh, she goes, "We're having cheddar biscuits," and I told you it's it's the two biscuits are used as sandwich bread. With 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 fried chicken, and then there's two sauces to put on it, and I'm like, this this is not Weight Watchers. And Oprah's big, and Oprah's wearing a white jogging suit that's super tight, and I'm and it makes me crazy because you why did she become the president of Weight Watchers? She's clearly not following it. This is more than a cheat night. This is insane. She's not losing weight, and Gail and Oprah race each other to the table. There's like 17 girls who I think are from Oprah's orphanage or something. That's what I'm guessing. It's a school, Howard. <laughs> well, it's a school for orphans. And, uh, no, they're there. they have parents. No, I think a lot of these girls have been victimized. They, their clitoris some is removed. Some of them, but some of them also have parents, and they yeah. just get to go to this school, and it is a boarding school. I see. Well, the girls are all there, and when Oprah announces, Cheddar Biscuits! Oprah and Gail dive in. Gail's the first one right up to the fucking buffet. Like, she doesn't even disguise her excitement. And the two of them, you know, like, let the girls eat her excitement. She's got to act that way. Do you really think she enjoys all this stuff? Or is that how you get to stay with Oprah, acting like you're into everything Oprah's into? You think Gail keeps um, clothes at Oprah's house? Or does she have, like, a like does she have a oh, designated closet? she probably has closet? her own place there, yeah. Yeah. She Maybe what Oprah pack when she's going to Oprah? Do you think Oprah doesn't purposely feed the kids all day, and then when they she announced cheddar biscuits, they all race up to the table excited? I think they know they better be into the cheddar biscuits too, so they eat light. 
<laughs> and what happens when these kids go back to this orphanage that Oprah has out in Africa? They'll probably like. What well, the I'm fuck? sure it's well. You know, they can never go home. This is the. I point. don't know. Yeah. They can never go home. They can go to Oprah's school and Oprah's if, house and then go to an Ivy League university and get themselves some really good jobs because they'll Oprah, never be able to go back to where they came from. If I was one of those girls and I was at Oprah's house eating like that, I'd be like, Oprah, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. What do you mean? You got to go back to the orphanage. No, 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 no. It's not an orphanage. People Bear go with to me. school. Do you, do you call I'm, rich people who put their kids in boarding school going to orphanages? Just play with me. I'm doing a shtick. Uh, I, those kids, those kids can't go back to that orphanage, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it appears again, I don't have proof, but it looks like Oprah eats first. That's the rule. Like Oprah takes first cheddar and chicken biscuits. And then, well, do you um, remember the movie that we watched with Princess Diana Spencer? Mm-hmm. You don't eat until the queen eats. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see this. You got to follow Oprah. I'm not, because I'm not going to be driven crazy, but I'm writing a movie now where <laughs> one of the kids from Oprah's Orphanage are, you know, invited to come to the, her house in L.A. And uh, they're having cheddar biscuits and everything. And she's all excited. And then she says, this is too fucking good. I'm not going back to Africa. And she <laughs> hides in one of Oprah's 900 rooms. And she actually gets away with it for three years. Oh. She's hidden in Oprah's house. And uh, it's a very good movie. Much better than that Leonardo DiCaprio movie on Netflix. Well, the thing with Oprah's movie is that those kids think that that's what's normal. Mm-hmm. Oprah's house. Here, here's from Oprah's Instagram. Every night during holiday season, we eat delicious foods from different countries. And tonight we had Haitian cuisine with Chef Gregory Gordet. How wonderful. Mm. Here, I'll show you. Here's Oprah with her biscuits, and I'm telling you, it's a whole scene over there, and I'm, I watch every minute of it. Guess I can't even believe today. the TV you watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is Instagram. Guess what we're having today? What? 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 The cheddar biscuits. The cheddar biscuits with the chicken. Yeah. Cheddar biscuits with the chicken. Chef Kenny, where is it? Over here. Does that sound like the president of Weight Watchers to you? <laughs> That oh doesn't look gosh. like a commercial. <laughs> Wait, right, that's right. what we're that's having all. today. <laughs> the cheddar biscuits. At this point in the video, Gail is racing to that table. Looks like she's going to crash through the whole table. <laughs> is it cheddar like, if biscuits I don't get there first, I'll never chicken. get it. <laughs> Chef Kenny, where is it? It's over here. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. We've had dreams about it. And now it's a reality. Oprah's Oprah's hovering over the table in her uh, jogging outfit. And Chef Kenny now has to give a whole explanation of the cheddar biscuits that you have to sit through. While Oprah, you know, It's like, Oprah, we just want to eat our cheddar biscuits, okay? You worked this up into a lather. Yeah, it, it doesn't need a lot of explanation. You did it. It's a biscuit with a chicken in it. <laughs> while Gail's looking at this thing like, shut up, Oprah. Shut up, Chef Kenny. I just want to eat my cheddar biscuits. I haven't eaten in 15 minutes. It's own hot sauce and is that honey? Yes, yes. here's the orange blossom honey. That's the epi hot sauce. There's some that are very tossed in a combination of the sauce, yeah. and there's some that are plain. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is the hot crispy fish sandwich oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Oh yeah, that's Gail. Gail, Gail spotted the. Hot, the hot crispy sand, fish sandwich. Fish sandwich, and she, yes. And she goes, I'm excited about that. 
too. I'm excited yeah. about the chicken, but I'm excited about the fish too. <laughs> Oprah and Gail look like they're really excited about the food. <laughs> <laughs> and as an Oprah fan, I'm thrilled to take the journey with her to the biscuits and <laughs> and, and the fish. Gail goes, yeah, uh, there's a hot fish sandwich. I'm very excited about that too. Maybe someone over there ought to get excited about doing a little exercise. Everyone's eating a little. I mean, I don't know. That ain't on Weight Watchers. Two sauces. It, don't you think that the cheddar biscuits combined with the fried chicken on a big sandwich are, have, are filled with taste thrills that you don't need to put sauce on it? And Will on. Howard, you didn't hear. Honey? Honey. <laughs> I mean, and what's more calorie? Sauce. Yeah. <laughs> There's two sauces. <laughs> what is going on over there, President of the Weight Watchers? By the way, these sandwiches are 100,000 points. Uh, Oprah, how many points are we allowed today? 15. <laughs> these are enough points for the year. Don't eat again. These kid, The kids are all in good shape. You can tell like, they are, they're not eating that shit every day. But, uh, no, I Oprah. think they exercise at that orphanage. <laughs> You ever been to a buffet and there's always a couple of people who kind of hover around the buffet like it, like they're Ugh. almost trying to like push you out of the way. That's Oprah and Gail. I'm telling you, these poor kids. I don't think they got. <laughs> they're lucky it. to get a cheddar biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> when this guy's chef, whatever his name is, Kenny, when he's describing the sauces, Oprah's her, her head's practically in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and that. Okay. All right. Not to mention, and may we say a blessed new year to all. A blessed new year to one and all. Off to a good start. You're damn right. What happened? Did Oprah eat? Uh, uh, is this after the meal? The no, no. That's the blessing before the meal. And well, that's kind of a you know low energy blessing. But I mean, if you're the president of Weight Watchers. First of all, you should lose some weight. Second of all, you can't be. Why do you that. have all these rules? Oprah doesn't care about you. I have rules. rules. I don't know why I have all these rules, but I really think I'm right. <laughs> John Hine eats healthier than Oprah, and he's at fast food every day. <laughs> Hit him with the He'd like to get in on that cheddar biscuit action, I'll bet. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gave it to John Hine. I talked to him over vacation. I said, John, yeah. this Omicron is everywhere. You better be being careful. I is said, he being um, careful? Because he's, he's a diabetic and he's got an underlying condition. Right, but is he being careful? He says he is. Everyone says they're being careful. Then you see him. They're all running around without masks. I mean, I don't know that he is, but I have friends who will tell me they're being careful. Next thing I know, I've seen party, uh, their, their, their party on Instagram and they're like, they're, or they're in the Bahamas or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, they're on right, planes. Right. I'm sitting here hiding. I go, I don't know what reality I'm in. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I've given up. I'm afraid of this shit. I don't want. I, yeah, I told you I was about to go out and then Omicron came and I just said, well, I guess I'm back in. There's some guy on Sirius. <laughs> Who's that guy in Sirius? He has a radio show, and he said he, he got Omicron, and he had 104 fever. It sounded horrible. I don't want that. Let me see if I can find it real Who's quick. Who's this? Some dude. He's, I never heard of him, but he's evidently a TV star. 
And uh, here, this guy's name is uh, Jeff Lewis. You ever heard of him? No. He's like, he's like, yeah, I went to a party and I got Omicron, but it was worth it. It was a good party. You know, was it? Like, uh, that yeah, good that you didn't, mind, you didn't mind getting sick from it. No. As you remember, uh, last Tuesday, excuse me. <clears throat> sorry. Oof, have last a glass of water. Uh, last Tuesday, we had a Chumpness super spreader party at Leah Black's, which I don't regret, by the way. That was an epic party. It was so worth almost dying for. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad we, I spent all that money to have a nurse at the party to test us all before we went 